2: I'm doing uh swell. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> good. So far, so good. Uh, it's been an interesting week in our town. The Super Bowl is here, so there's a lot of buzz in town.
0: Yeah, I'm, not that I've noticed, but yes, <laughs> I know there's a lot going on, but I'm in my bubble right now, focusing on my team.
2: All right, well, your bubble probably is, uh got Georgia Tech in there somewhere.
0: Yeah, I, it's, it's, this is a big one tomorrow. I think uh, we got a, uh, you know, it's – it was a really tough start to the conference schedule, you know, about who you play, when you play him, where you play him at. That was tough to begin with, and now, um, you know, without Beatrice, it's been even tougher. But you got games like this where it's a redemption game. You know, we we were we were winning most of the game up in Atlanta, uh, and um, we just got to, you know, focus up and and clean our clean our sets up a little bit and uh, get this win.
2: You talk about trying to grind through. Uh, the tough part of the season, that's probably where you are now. You mentioned Beatrice is out. I think it's uh, seven games now in a row that she's missed. Uh, you've won your last two at home, so uh, you're always tough at home, and, and so that's important to have the home home floor.
0: Yeah, and I mean, we, we really, you know, the seven games was nowhere near anything that we expected. You know, I was thinking she'd miss two games, really. That's what my original diagnosis was. So, um, but it's also a situation where – we, we're being very, very conservative, and she needs to be pain-free before we throw her back out there and before we even practice with her and stuff. So uh, what a competitor, though. She's got a pep in her step. You know, I, I know she sees a light at the end of the tunnel. and But the team, um, we went from a, a center-centric team to a guard-centric team and or, had to reorganize ourselves. And, you know, still were we putting a Band-Aid on it or were we reinventing ourselves? And it turns out we had to reinvent ourselves. So I'm really pleased. I mean, Mykia Gray and Kelsey Marshall and India Banks are playing some Great basketball for us right now, and and um, really understanding that their roles, besides the roles changing when the season started, now the roles midseason had to change completely again. Uh, they were on checkdowns, throwing the ball inside a little bit, and now they're coming off things looking for for themselves first. And um, it's a big change, uh, but I'm proud. I, I think we played very very well at Florida State, and we played some great minutes at home against Clemson, where we were we were beating a quality opponent. You know, we were up twenty, and that's 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 really. A big deal for this team and uh, playing confident and sharing the ball turns out we're undefeated if we have over 16 assists in a game you know we don't lose when we share the ball so um we're starting to we're starting to really understand uh how we how what our motor is and and where we're getting our fuel from
2: there you go sharing is probably a good way to go through life (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's a good life lesson, isn't it? Make the extra pass. You know, give the extra donation. Get out in the community and share and give back. I mean, that's – it's really true. I mean, it, it does happen. And, they, you know, if you're only looking out for yourself, it, it, it's not going to happen. Things aren't going to work out for you. So this team's really – I mean, we have spent so much time in film, so much indivisible film work in the last week or two. Um, the players are really saying, well, Coach, you know what? I, I – I don't really understand what you're saying right now, and and I I want to get it. Uh, We have a great desire, and so sometimes around January, late January, early February, teams get flat. We are not flat. We are really, really hungry um, and curious and trying and trying and trying to get a lot better.
2: I probably know uh, the answer to this question. Maybe it's more of a statement, Uh, but knowing you, I'm pretty sure I know what the response is going to be, but uh, I'm thinking that you, you mentioned Beatrice is out for seven games and if you were if anybody was to to write down uh, a list of what are the important elements to have for a championship or a top shelf team lost in that list and probably that should be at the top but would not be would be good health have a healthy team injuries well, right
0: yeah but you know I, you know it it seems to be that you know every coach in every sport can 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 say, oh, my God, we got injured and we weren't expecting it. Well, at a certain point, you know, they happen, right? They don't usually happen to the preseason all-conference player of the year and, uh, you know, the probably a top five pick in the draft. I mean, that usually doesn't happen for – for the as you're entering your conference season but you can't as a coach sit there and say Whoa is me we're injured i mean that if you do that you are going to have to have a perfect season i mean it just doesn't happen in every sport so that gets old you know i i i i i i think the timing of it was just like the expectation of it being a short term thing and it becoming a long term thing was uh, we got lost a little bit there. We got in a little bit of a disarray over that because it was kind of, okay, we'll just get through these next couple of games. Beatrice will be back. We'll we'll stick with what we were doing. You know, we're top 25 and this was working type stuff. And so that's been a little bit of a drag. I think there's been a lag to our response. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. And, and now we know and we're, you know, we're, we're playing, we're get, becoming a much better basketball team. I watched our last Georgia Tech game. Back when we were nine and three, and we were not that good. I mean, we are a much better team now. We we just we literally have to keep grinding. and We have to keep improving because we're running our stuff cleaner. We have much better leadership. We're giving better effort on the glass. Giving better effort on the defensive end. You know, because we're in a little bit more urgent than we were back then.
2: You have played a very very good schedule. Your strength of schedule is seventh in the nation.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we you know we expect it to be. Uh, a really great team, and and I, I, I it's so funny because we're only halfway through the conference season. Yeah. And you know, I, I, said, I said, just flip our record, y'all. Just flip our record. Go 500 in the league. The first half we went three and six. Go six and three. We're 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 500. 500 in, in the nation's best conference gets you an NCAA bid. Like, stay faithful. I mean, these are real things that that you know. I saw the look on my players' faces when I said that today in film. They were like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah." Like, you don't think. That we can go six and three on the second half, and worst case scenario, like, come on, you're a really good team. And, and so, that you know, they, we just got a little bit lost, but we're back, and I think we're going to really give a great performance tomorrow.
2: Uh, off the topic a little bit, what do you think of this? Uh, I saw the other day, the, the USA, Team USA, making this tour. The other night, they had UConn. I think before that, they had
0: Oregon. Uh, right. Where, yeah, they did it in the fall. Um, it's, it cre- I mean, it's an incredible that they're doing it in the yeah. middle of the conference season, you know, but, that's just incredible. Yeah, so that was my um,
2: questions. Like, uh, right? I, I guess this is good. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, you don't say no. I mean, you, you take the game, but then you got to work with your conference office. You got to have a bye week. I mean, there's just a lot going on, um, and so I, you know, I think that that's it, what a, what a tremendous experience. But I, you know, it made a little bit more sense to me in November and December. But um, these games in the middle of the conference season are. I mean, they're a great opportunity. It's a great showcase and everything else. Um, and you never turned down a great game. But uh, it's amazing that the conference offices could arrange it because, you know, you just didn't have a lot of a notice about it.
2: Who gets more out of it? Uh, the college team going against pros that are in the middle of their season probably playing pretty well, or the pro team playing the college kids that are playing at the top of their game but the pro team probably trying to find their game?
0: Oh, yeah, I think it's a win-win. I mean, it's it's amazing. And, and right now, USA Basketball, you know, they're going to have, uh, you know, five different people swapping in and out depending on where they play and whatever. I mean, what I love about women's basketball, and I love, I think, Diana Taurasi and Sue Bird were the ones who really stepped up and said, listen, you know, now, if we win a gold, this year, in Tokyo, it will be seven straight gold medals. That has never happened in any sport, anything, but seven straight gold medals from a team. That would be Team USA women's basketball, okay, if they win the gold. And they want to. And so they had to make a change. And so they approached Sue Bird and Diane Taurasi, sat down and said, you know, we keep going overseas. You know, they played half of their careers in Russia. Then they'd come back and they'd play in the WNBA. Well, now they're getting a little older and they're getting hurt. And so they approached USA Basketball, and they said, if you want us to win a gold, we can't be going overseas and playing eight months and then just show up in Tokyo. Like, we got to develop. You know, this team's getting Mm -hmm. older. We're having some transition. So they approached USA Basketball. They agreed to a $100,000 salary to keep them here, which isn't a lot, but it was enough because they care enough about the sport to keep them in the country and and, and a core group. So there's four or five of them, Skylar Diggins, Della Don, Mm Sue, Diana. There's maybe a couple more that – deferred and did not make they make well over a hundred thousand dollars when they go play overseas they deferred and they said this an olympic year we need to train we need to do this tour and so that's a really big deal because it's probably the last hurrah for a good core of our national team and they want to they want they want their seventh
2: well well, you coached the united states you've coached internationally for this country um you know how special that is. And I imagine to get on that team, to rep- the competition, to hold your spot, yeah. is
0: fierce. Yeah. I mean, depending on – the, for sure, two of the players I coached are, are going to be in the top 12. I mean, Brianna Stewart and Asia Wilson, for sure. Yeah. There's a possibility of a Kelsey Plum who I also but There's a possibility that maybe five kids that I coached make that roster, which is just what an honor. I mean, that, what an amazing thing. I'm looking at my calendar trying to figure out how to get to Tokyo in June um, <laughs> in July. But that, that, um, that is a really big deal. And you can just tell, I mean, the USA basketball culture, they do such a great job of player development. I mean, they do such a great job of finding them young. And, you know, when I coached the U18 and U19, I had four 16-year-olds you know, on the team. So Brianna Stewart was 14 years old when she won the first medal for our country. I mean, she's already won like seven gold medals for the U.S. Oh. So they find them early and they keep them in that culture and it's a real great mentality. So I'm just really happy that the WNBA did a nice... Uh, Collective bargaining agreement. Uh, USA Basketball stepped up, so we're starting to really understand that we got to make some deals at the high levels to keep this sport of women's basketball growing.
2: Well, they have to understand that, also, I would imagine, because the rest of the world probably are they nipping at our heels.
0: Oh my God! They're not only nipping. I mean they 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 their their national teams are. You know, that's the number one thing. You know, there's certain countries that. Um, the girls go to the same high school, so there's there's three or four European countries where there's a sports school, you know, and it's high school, and they go to that school. So then, and then the national team coaches at that school. So you're in high school, and you're through with the same players that you'll be playing with. Then they play in their country's pro leagues, but they the pro leagues shut down when it's national team time. And there's no competition. Mm-hmm. So for us, while they're doing national team, we're playing the WNBA or we're playing overseas somewhere. But for Spain or for Italy or for France or for Australia, they're they're all training together year round. And when it's an Olympic year, everything shuts down. So we, we had to change. I mean, we were just showing up, pulling, pulling up our sneakers and thinking we could win gold medals. That day's gone we need a year round training and so i'm really proud that this is all happening for us
2: also they also made a change at the top right Gino, Gino uh was the coach for a long time was he not
0: Yeah he was he right. was and now it's Don Staley the coach of yeah. South Carolina and um you know she's but she's got her season to coach I was the saying, how coach she was how she they're no, number yeah. 1 in the country no. <laughs> it's I know it's crazy it's crazy so that's the one thing um, you know other national teams so we've had a college coach be our, our national head coach for a long time and um, you know you pop in you pop out um, but that's not happening in other countries either that, that's their sole job is to be the head coach of the national team.
2: Goodness gracious well I think it's great for, for, uh, for women's basketball. Uh, meanwhile after Georgia Tech you got another tech on deck you're also going to be in action on Super Bowl Sunday. you've got Virginia Tech on the road.
0: right and that you know playing Virginia Tech at Virginia Tech they they're really good they're having a great season. Um, they've been a team that has been flirting but not gotten an NC late bid and they're really fighting for one. Um, they, you know, they're trying to get off that bottom of the conference, and I, I really like their team. So, um, yeah, these two two techs in a row. we gotta, we got to play our best basketball of the year to get two wins, that's for sure.
2: Uh, Kelsey Marshall's coming off of back-to-back 20-point games, tied her career high with uh, five threes in each game. So uh, see, the, she is seeing the rim really well.
0: Well, and – Talk about expanding her game. I mean, I used to joke with Kelsey. I said when she showed up, she would run to the corner and call Domino's Pizza and want a pizza <laughs> delivered to her in the corner, right? And just just serve me up, Coach. Just I'll, I'll stand here. I, I'll stand in the corner, hit me here, and I'll make that three for you. And that was her freshman year. And you know, we did a uh, Laura did a nice job of finding her. You know, we my Kia. But and now Kelsey has got to. She had no choice. I mean, she worked really, really hard on her game, but. With the situation that we're in right now, she had no choice but to be way more, you know, productive uh, with the ball in her hands, off the bounce, one dribble moves, two dribble cutbacks, you know, against Clemson it was hilarious because she had three coast-to-coast layups, and the Clemson coach who I used to work with, she was my assistant at Charlotte, um, and was head coach at Florida, and now she's head coach at Clemson. You could just see their their staff when I was watching the film, like on the sideline, looking at each other, what, that's Kelsey Marshall? She was coast-to-coast, the uh, double-pump, scoop, layups. I thought, oh, my God. So the player development, which is always a constant of our program, is just, it, it keeps happening. Mykia Gray's really turning into a leader where she was playing off the ball, now she's playing the point, she's making decisions, she's executing the plays, getting her team in it. I mean, there was a lot of growth that needed to happen and uh, it's really been happening in the last, I'd say, four weeks around here. We really – everybody had to reinvent themselves, and, and I, I couldn't ask for more. They're giving and giving and giving.
2: Well, that's probably one of the fun parts of coaching, right, is that you're watching uh, – as you mentioned, you're watching Kelsey Marshall and Mikeia Gray, who have been in your program for three years. You, you get a chance to watch yep. them grow up.
0: Oh, yeah, and then you got like somebody like Brianna Jackson who, my God, like talk about being called upon. You know, she's getting double figure points or double figure rebounds since B's been out. Either or, she's averaging one or the other um, as a freshman. That just replacing a fifth year senior, you know, up for the Naismith Player of the Year award, and you're a freshman and you show up and you're like, okay, Brie, just go replace B. And she's doing a great job. You know, she's just, she's really showing her potential as a freshman and um, really got great leadership. She's ferocious around the basket. So, Um, and she's becoming a leader for us. So there's a lot of good stuff happening.
2: I would be remiss if I didn't ask you, and we spent a lot of time with Coach L on this, uh, but you played on Sunday. Kobe Bryant, um, tragedy happened on Sunday. I'm sure your players uh, relate to Kobe in a different way, and of course they see his daughter, you know, uh, as a a, uh, girl coming up to play women's basketball. What has been the response inside your program?
0: Yeah, it was, you know, we we had a tough loss at Florida State, and then I I found out, went back in the locker room and and let the girls know. And, um, you know, it was, yeah, one thing about Kobe, and he was, uh, but he was so pro-women. And one of the neatest things, and it was just so ironic, because last week, Tuesday, I was on a show uh, about um, Kobe saying that there were, you know, three women in the WNBA that he really thought could play in the NBA. And Kobe had, had, said that quote and i got called in on the show to talk about it and um what i said was well this it's the the dads with daughters i mean that's totally transformed our game we talk about even the line of the shields and his his daughter died he was a baseball player but we, we there were four dads that were in atlanta that um anthony davis being one of them the shields being another one um, Nelson, the boxer, his daughter Christina played at Notre Dame, and they were they're all 12 years old, and they started an AAU team, and they were all professional male athletes that had their daughters that were become, and all of them became big time Division one like all Americans and played in college, and and that really was awesome. I remember that happening, that just seeing like wow, look at these professional. So you'd go to an AAU event, and there'd be pro dads in the stands, and they were so. It was like they cheered on their sons, but they just absolutely poured themselves into their daughters. And it really changed a lot. And Kobe was one of those dads that just kept saying, listen, my daughter's a competitor, and I'm behind her 100%, and she was a really good player. So um, a heck of a loss, but I just I want to know that legacy of he, – he just was such a great um, – he, he just gave women's basketball a great platform, too. Yeah.
2: Well, I'll tell you what I would relate to. Uh, part of that is – I'm a girl dad because I have a daughter. Good for you. Yeah, and now her playing days are kind of over. She's older now, although she's out there playing in uh, co-ed soccer leagues and stuff like that. But uh, she played high school soccer and this and that and travel soccer. And I was there the whole time just about every step of the way trying to uh, to, to get to every game possible. You know, you have your own games to, to, to do and then try to get to games. So, uh, uh, but I can see, you know, wh- wh- what you were just talking about, and uh, uh, and the effect that it's that it's had uh, on women's athletics. So, uh, I think he had a uh, was a positive, and I think, and that it comes out of that tragedy, there'll be more people saying, or maybe more dads saying, "Yeah, I'm, I, I got a daughter. I'm a girl dad."
0: Yep, that's a great thing. It's a great thing, yep. and athletics just just changes lives. It really does.
2: All right, good luck tomorrow. Georgia Tech, Wattsco Center. Uh, another big one, one two PM. in a row at home, so. 6
0: p.m., let's go.
2: Six o'clock tip-off at the Wattsco Center. Sounds great.
0: Okay. Okay. Thanks, Joe. All right, bye-bye.
2: Bye. All right, that's uh, University of Miami coach Katie Meyer.
1: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact.